in the world is good, everybody. Thank you all for tuning in. You're rocking with the ugly boys over at Man to Man, where we bring a unique vibe to the traditional sports talk show. This is your co-host, Andy Elliott. Alongside your co-host, Liam, the hoop star, Nash. Uh, we're on Dash Radio. Nothing but that. All things basketball. Dude. We might talk some girl problems in between. You can find us on all streaming and social platforms at Man to Man Podcast. Leave us a five-star review. Subscribe to our channel. But most importantly, share with your moms and get your damn merch. Liam, what's going on, brother? How are you? I'm doing well, man. Uh, a slow week, I guess. You know, a little bumps in the road here and there. Mm. Uh What's going on? You, uh, we talked on Wednesday. You said it just wasn't your day. And, you know, a lot of people don't have a lot of days. So, you know, just rough spots of, uh, you know, you get messages, um, text messages you don't want to hear. What, what was the text message? Uh, you know, just people doing things that they shouldn't be doing, or at least I don't think is. Is this a female problem or is this a, <laughs> is this a friend problem? This is a uh, a female this- problem. Okay, so I'm not the only one with girl problems here. It's just Liam's. He's more exclusive with, you know, he's not going to come out on Dash Radio and talk about it. But if you're feeling better, dude, that's all that matters. Today is a good day. I love sitting down recording. Just, you know, it's one of my, you know, that time you can just. You tell me you ain't got no Sunday scaries right now. <laughs> No, not as much as you do, big dog. I know I don't have any. Sc- right I, I don't have any scaries, dog. I mean, I might feel more expired than a, a warm glass of milk outside on a hot summer Tuesday, but that's about it. Right. Uh, listen, I had some wine last night, right? Okay. A couple bottles of wine, whatever. I woke up, my lips were purple. I said, oh my God, do I have shit on my, my lips? But it was just that purple, more purple than Barney's ass. I didn't really know what to do. So that's pretty much it. where I'm at, though. You got to rehydrate today, huh? That's what you're saying. Oh, yeah. That melatonin kicks, though, bro. That melatonin kicks. It does. You did, though, mention to me that you have a new new product that you like to share. You know, I comment every once in a while on your hair. You got to get a haircut. You got to, you know, shape it up. But then, you you know, you pull back your hair a little bit, and that hairline is a little... Yeah. Talk about scary. Sometimes it's looking oh, scary. Oh, <laughs> my God. But you got something now. You got something to help you with that? Is that what you're telling me now? Yeah. Hey, man, that's why I got so much hair because I cover up my hairline. I don't want anybody to see this. It's terrifying. It's not just concealer for my eyes, but I got keeps. I need some hair restoration medicine. So now I'm on keeps. I'm sure everybody's heard about it. I don't know, probably like 110 bucks. Got to take these pills for like four to six months. And it's not like I'm getting hair back. I ain't got thousands of dollars to just you know, actually take hair out of, you know, off my ass cheek and put it on my head. But yeah, hopefully it'll help. I'm starting young, 24, about to be 25 next week. Hoop, you're coming to Nash. Okay, listen. And mm-hmm. hopefully in the next, you know, four to six months, I did take a day one picture. My hairline's just fucked, dude. I don't, I don't know what to say. Like I got a lot of hair. My hair is very volumey, but any of you guys out there losing some hair, don't be scared, man. Try to be a little pretty boy. I'm not that pretty, you know, but I try to be. And so I'm going to do everything I can in my power to sustain that young look to me. I can't grow any facial hair. I can't do anything, but your boy's losing that hairline. I'm glad that you're starting now. I think that is what may could be the difference of you down the road. You hitting 50, 60, and I look over and you ain't got no hair. I'll be like, hey, you should have started back when you were, you See, know. That's the thing, though, dude. But if I'm at like 40 years old. Like, hopefully I'm happily married by then, you know, after three tries. At that point, if I lose my hair, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? I got my family. I got my wife. But. If this shit's hitting at 24, dog, I'm talking. So at, you worried about 30. I'm talking about the next two years, my guy. <laughs> yeah, I ain't yeah, talking worried. about 50, 60. I don't even know if I'm going to make it past 27, my guy. But if, if I can do something now, then maybe I can save myself in, here in a couple of years. Right. And you mentioned it is your birthday this week. So happy birthday to Andy. Uh, you, you guys, you know, it's on Wednesday. So if you guys are listening, shoot him a message. 
uh, I will be traveling down to Nashville. We'll have a good time. What should Mike, we do? I don't know. I was thinking, what, what what's a good idea? The whole COVID thing, getting the strippers, that's out the window. Yeah, or, that's, or no? the strippers are out of the window this year. No we strippers. Used to, get them on, used to get them on the back pages. Only like 30 bucks, too. It was kind of nuts, dude. And then we just kind of threw bands after that. And then falling in love, like T-Pain would say. But you like bowling? Penn's Mechanical is fun. It's like a little mini bowling. We should do that. Nashville, though, I don't know if we know about COVID yet. But I will say I have been careful. If you think that you can't get it again, you're mistakenly lying. Ubering a little bit when I lost my job and I took a nurse to the airport and she was like, people were having COVID parties. And I was like, what the hell is a COVID party? It's pretty much like a chicken pox party and people don't think that they can get it again. So, hey, I have COVID. Here are all the red solo cups. Come join my party tonight and we'll all get COVID together. We're all prepared for it. I said, what in the hell is wrong with people? One guy ended up dying. One guy That's literally crazy. ended up croaking himself, bro. So, and like the last words that he had was, it's real. Yeah, no shit. It's real, dude. <laughs> you were messed up in the head, man. But yeah, no, I'm excited. I appreciate it. And yeah, uh, get your keeps, you know, get your damn mercy and get your keeps. Right. We do have a, a long overdue interview today with our buddies over on Dash Radio, the fourth man pod. They're a big three podcast, all things about the big three. But decided to, to jump into that interview, see what they're talking about. I don't know if you have anything else. We can get right into it, right? Let's do it. Once again, you're tuning to Man to Man on Dash Radio. We reinforce a couple of soldiers and laws ready to battle it out on the battlefront. It's Will and Anthony, our friends over at Fourth Man Podcast. Gentlemen, appreciate you taking the time and chatting with us. How you doing? Doing fantastic. Love being on. Appreciate the opportunity to talk to you, gentlemen. And, you know, always uh, glad to be part of the Dash family. So, you know, we're happy. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Yes, yes sir. And more sentiment. Appreciate it. This is going to be kind of a thing of like who answers first. So we'll just kind of bounce back and forth. I don't know how you guys want to do it or not. But here's the first question before we get into all of it. How's the how's the Bumble game going? You guys got any girl problems? We got girl problems over here every single episode. I don't know what you guys going on. If you don't let us know what the theory is, what the trick is. Oh, gosh, the trick. Man, I came, I hate to I be came, like, I came at him, Liam. I came at him. <laughs> I know. I see that. Often, I hate often. to be like the, the positive spin on it. Um, I'm married, so I don't use Bumble. Man, I've been... You're married? I'm married. I've been with my girl for so long that I was using only Tinder. Like, I wouldn't even... Bumble wasn't even a oh. thing. I've been with my girl for so long. So Wait, how, I was, how old are you, dude? How old are you? 26. Okay, okay. Married at 26. Okay, okay, okay. Well, what about you, dude? Man, I'll tell you what, you know, my girl problems right now is just the fact that, you know, they don't exist, you know? So, <laughs> all right. Okay. So we're the all issue. on the same page. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Liam and I said, maybe we should just make our own little dating app and it's just guys talk about how we're getting ghosted. I got ghosted here last week, three times. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm a Pisces. So we get emotional if someone texts <laughs> us back or something like that. All right, cool. Married and then no girl problems. Maybe I should just not talk to girls anymore. Before we get into the big three and everything else, we have like our couch conversation segment. But this, guys, this is just going to be like a whole episode where we just kind of chatted out. Our preparation wasn't great. Uh, I got a little bit of the Sunday <laughs> scary. So I guess before we get into big three, we love you guys. What's the story behind it? We love the content. But what is it about you guys? How do you guys connect? And then why big three? It's pretty crazy. I, I would say that first off, appreciate that you love our show and our content because we feel, like I said, similar sentiment. I should start here. So I was really into like niche leagues. I wanted to do something really different. I was doing a podcast for the Atlanta Legends when I was in Atlanta covering the, the AAF before it went debunked. And at, towards the end there, when I was kind of seeing some bad things come up, I was like, man, I, I want to get into the big three. I was already writing about it years prior. And so I wanted to do a, a side podcast, but it was going to be my side podcast, you know, one that I didn't really put a lot of attention into it. Right. AAF goes debunked. 
put all my eggs in one basket to the big three, uh, really get into it. And one of my first, or I should say my first guest was Will right here. Big three news have been covering it even longer than I have. Uh, oh, okay, okay. And from there, just a bond, just a friendship over the big three and that escalated. And it's pretty crazy now. I mean, we've known each other for what, two years, never met Absolutely, him. He's yeah. up in New York. I'm down South and we know each other strictly through like Zoom. So we're really about that quarantine life right now. You, know so you guys never met in, in real life before. No. Mm-mm. As far as what? Anthony knows, two no. years, dude. <laughs> as far as I know, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, what's going on? What's going on? Okay, never met in real life. That's interesting. Liam and I grew up as as best friends. Somehow, I didn't have any oh, other friends, dope. and then he didn't have any other friends. So I guess we just connected <laughs> that way. Um, I ran out of beer money in Chicago, and I said, "Let's you know want to talk about basketball, dude." And he's like, "Yeah." And then the rest is history. So, That's all right, dope. cool friends. You guys got to meet. Maybe we'll meet up for a drink or something like that. New York is. New York's probably like the same thing it was in Chicago, man. When when COVID hit, New York was one of the hottest spots, no? And you yeah. still inside, I'm guessing, right now? Uh, you know what it is? We're finally starting to, you know, loosen up things a little bit. Uh, the city, so I'm out on Long Island, which is, believe it or not, probably a lot different than what it is in the city. I mean, the city's probably terrible. So we didn't get it too bad, but, mm-hmm. you know, definitely just because of how bad the city was, you know, everything, you know, from a statewide was definitely uh, a lot more strict than, you know, maybe other places. You yeah. running a day Portnoy or no? <laughs> oh, man, I'll tell you what. I feel like that's every New Yorker's dream. You go out and get a slice, and then you see Dave Portnoy and Frankie uh, coming out to review it. But, you know, I, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. I was going to say, we we definitely hear the the, the New York accent on you for sure. <laughs> it's it's a little very bit. strong. Yeah. Most what about thing that people get? Yeah, I was going to say, most of our guests are from the New York area. I'm usually the, the loner, so it feels good to be like, Hey, I'm with you down. You're a Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, what I'm we, saying. We, we got to grab a drink in sometime. Yeah, come oh, on. Fast. Now, it's uh, Nashville is crazy, man. The the curfew just switched over to midnight now, and mm-hmm. it's you know no one really cares down here. It's, <laughs> it's very yeah. I don't know, conservative and political, and uh, you know, it's a lot of stuff that goes on. But all right, so now big three. What is big three? And then I don't even really know what it is, dude. To be completely honest with you, but if you guys could expand on it a little bit and just talk about why you like it, and then obviously there's no season right now. So what are you guys doing in the middle of that? Yeah, let's start with what the big three is three on three basketball league founded by ice cube and Jeff Kwanowitz. I think initially it was set out to be an extension of, of players kind of in the, the last like the latter of years playing career and for them to be able to continue their careers. I mean, he got the idea based off Kobe's last game when he dropped 16 was like, Kobe could still play. He just mm-hmm. not going to run up and down the floor and play 82 games. Uh, that's obviously as, as those guys are in the entertainment business, that's elevated to more entertainment, different rule styles. And along with those older players, you know, that they originally had Kenny Martin, AI guys like that, they've added, you know, newer players and also players that you might've never heard of. Um, I think one guy that Will and I harp on all the time is David Hawkins, your league star. Not a lot of people knew about him. He comes in the big three year two and has like an MVP type season, like just going off. And he had guys like Amarius Dottemeyer, Jermaine O'Neal, Nate Robinson on his team. So dude was balling. So I think it's really just an extension of that. I mean, Will, I don't know if you have anything to add to to what I just said there. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think what really drew me to the big three was, uh, you know, in terms of the league itself, was just it's such a cool combination of like, you know, like almost like a rec league type of street ball feel where it's just guys mm. just yelling at each other and going mm. back and forth. And like, you know, you see those those videos from like the Rucker where it's just people like, fans almost standing at like half court and just like yelling at stuff and it's this big like community aspect of it but then the guys you have it you have you know former nba stars you know all stars and then the coaches 
you talk about guys who you know, were in the Hall of Fame, the guys like Dr. J, Gary Payton, uh, Michael Cooper, who we were just lucky enough to talk to uh, the episode coming out this week. So honestly, you know, it's just such a cool combination of things. I feel like the NBA in a way, it's gotten very, uh, first of all, let me just say this. I love the NBA. You know what I mean? The reason why I love the big three much so much because I love the NBA, but the NBA has be, has elevated to such a place. It's almost lost a little bit of like that fan connectivity just mm-hmm. because of like a lot of these guys, you know, like, oh, like LeBron James, he's going to go, he's going to play and he's going to go back to the locker room. Right. And the big mm-hmm. three, like we've seen it, there are videos, you know, guys jump into the stands, guys are like, you know, dapping up people, you know, uh, it's big just crazy. That they're stripping. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Big Dave was taking his clothes off and just crazy <laughs> throwing it into the crowd. Guys were fighting over his pants, which Anthony and I still uh, can't get over that mentality. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's just a really fun league to check out, and it's definitely like Anthony said, it's complimentary. It's definitely a niche. Uh, but you know, from the years that I've covered it, I've really grown to really have an appreciation and a love for it. What uh, channel is it? Sorry, what channel is it usually on? And how many teams are there? How do you yeah. watch it? Yeah, so right now, so there's 12 teams. Uh, it was on Fox for the first two years, and then last year it's on CBS. Um, and then Q was trying to, like, create his own channel, sort of sports channel for it, um, and then that that ended up falling through. So it's still on CBS Sports. Uh, it's You know, it's on during the summer. We're still waiting for confirmation for this summer of when exactly it's going to take place, what that schedule is going to look like. We're looking for at probably, like, a July start, right, Anthony? Like, that's what yeah. we've really been hearing. Uh but yeah, you know, CBS usually on the weekends. And so, you know, uh, last couple of seasons, it's been like two games. So it's been like half Saturday, half Sunday. So six, six teams play on Saturday, six teams play on Sunday. It mm-hmm. looks like this season, it's just going to be like all 12 teams at once. Uh, so it's going to be just like almost like I'm trying to even like think of it. I don't even know what you would could, would compare I think it'd be it to. Like really. Six games in one day. Where yeah, it was like basically. Three and three on Saturday and Sunday. They're just trying yeah, to gotcha, condense gotcha. things, I think. Gotcha. And, and I think as far as like what we're planning to do, I mean, we've been in speculation season since <laughs> August of 2019. So anything and yeah. everything we can speculate about, talk about, uh, talk to other people about, we've been doing. But this year, I mean, we just have a lot of belief it's coming back just with, you know, Ice Cube coming out to say things. I think other players coming out to say things. So, I mean, we're just trying to gear up, get ready for some previews, some games, uh, hopefully have a couple of prospects and, and captains on and, and just chop it up with them and see how the season goes. But honestly, we're just ready to – you know, talk about a league that we've been covering. Right. right. Yeah, what? So you guys talk about captains, right? So the last episode, correct me if I'm wrong. How do you pronounce his last? Is it, what's his name? The last guy you had on, he's the co-host of the, uh, Oh, whoa, whoa, Mike. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mike Botticello. Yes. Right. He, super, yeah. super cool. And speaking of captain swaggy P and you guys predicted this whole thing with swaggy P. Is that what <laughs> I'm seeing here? Yeah. We've been on the swaggy P, uh, to enemies. So enemies is the team that Gilbert Arenas was the captain of. So gotcha. we were really just like connecting the dots and we normally don't like to go out on a limb a ton just because like, you know, the way that it is, you know, we're really the it's only so player empowered, covering it. you know, yeah, we, exactly. we want to be on the side of the players. And mm. so we really don't like to go out and like, you know, stir the pot or like say things unless we're confirmed true. But like for this, we we're like, nah, screw it. Like if Swaggy P is, isn't playing with Gilbert Arenas, like, you know, what, what is going on here? <laughs> so we had Mike on about, you know, probably two weeks ago it was, and he really dropped the hint. He was like, I think, you know, just give you guys a hint. You know, I think Gilbert Arenas is going to coach and I think Swaggy P might play for him. And we were like, whoa, you yeah. know, and then we were kind of like, all right, well, can we get anything? He's like, that's all I can say for now. So we didn't know what was going to be. And then boom, the next week, uh, Gilbert Arenas is given – Swaggy P a jersey on his podcast, on the No Chill podcast, and was like, "Come play for me." 
Yeah. So we were like, oh my, like that materialized fast. Uh, right. So it's just we're the first ones cool, that came. We, we like called that. it, man. We <laughs> called it. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know. Nick Young was asking over there for like strippers and stuff along with the whole team. So <laughs> yeah, it's not like going to be a reach. He, but, uh, he's like, man, I don't want to get, I don't want to get bitched at for uh, <laughs> shooting too much. Did Gilbert Arenas used to play for the enemies in? Is that what that is? Yeah. yeah so right? he played okay. for them in 2019. Yeah. Now he's going to uh, move over to coaching. Okay, yeah. so who is compared to the NBA as far as the best teams in the big three? Who's the Lakers? Who's the Clippers? Who's mm, mm. the Bucks? Well, that's a good way to look at things. I would say, obviously, I think triplets are the Lakers. They were, you know, defending champions. Just like okay, the who they got? The most, who, who who's they the got? Squad? Joe Johnson, Al Jefferson, Janeiro uh, Pargo, Jamario Moon. I mean. All Alan sorts Anderson. of Alan Anderson, all sorts of guys from the NBA, and Lisa Leslie as their coach. They were just rocking and balling. I would say the Clippers, I'd say probably power with like Corey yeah. Maggetti and Katina Mobley, um, big babies on that team. But uh, Maggetti just retired because of his knee problem. So that team will look a little bit different. And then I'm trying to think of like some of the outskirts, like some of the teams that are all, I mean, Killer Three's got to be up there with Stack, Frank Nitty, you know, Dante Green. But again, that team's looking different. So like everything's like kind of mm-hmm. changing, you know. Uh, Stack is over there going to be coaching Trilogy, who won the championship year one. And they got guys like Zebo, James White, uh, David Hawkins, who I was referring to earlier. So, I mean, it's just, I mean, I think it's going to get more loaded from here. I mean, let's just say this we've been speculating forever. I would say the four guys we've been speculating on the most Zebo, uh, Nick Young, Slaggy P. Mm-hmm. Lance Stevenson, and Michael Beasley. And Lance you know, getting in there? Is, he, is Lance getting in there one time, huh? I'll tell you I'm, what, man, you know, nothing, nothing's confirmed with Lance, but the reason okay. why Anthony's saying that is because Lance has just a, a ton of connections with the league, you know, and like we will see him posting workout footage and we're like, oh, we know those guys that like he's working out with and they all just happen to play on mm. one particular team in the big three. Uh, so we're, we're, you know, it's starting to become like a Nick Young situation where we're starting to like connect the dots and more yeah. often than not, when you see Stuff like that, it usually ends up materializing. So I think we're going to see Lance sooner than later. All right. You guys, do you guys have like a favorite team that you guys like? You know, really like? I don't know if it's the same or what's your favorite team that you guys follow? Hmm. Well, we know Will doesn't like enemies. <laughs> All right, why don't you like enemies? That's Let's not see. true. There was this whole <laughs> thing, and actually, like, I was starting to catch like grief for this. Like within the big three, like community, I guess people were not liking because we did this thing and. You know, every week we do power rankings and who's moving up the rankings, who's moving down. And when enemies got announced, they were because of Gilbert Arenas, they were very highly touted and everyone was getting very hype over them. And I was like, I just don't see it like the way this roster is constructed. Like, I don't think they're going to be very good from comparing to successful teams in the past. And guess what? I was dead. Right. <laughs> yeah, he was and dead on. Ended up with that. the with the second worst record in the league, and now uh, they started they're, out they're, hot. Though they started out very hot. I, I was sweating a little bit. I was sweating a little bit. Uh, and now they're blowing everything up. They're bringing in all new people. Uh, but I mean, hey, listen, you know, it, it's you yeah. know, the head is heavy that wears the crown. You know. Well, I was gonna mm-hmm. say, as far as teams that I. I think personally for me that I like is probably three-headed monsters. They've had the same core for a while. Uh, Gary Payton's their coach. They got Rashard Lewis, who's MVP year one. Uh, Mahmoud, who's like 50, still out there balling. Jeez. Uh, Reggie Evans, who's been on that team since year two, and he's been probably one of the better big men, if not the best big man in the mm-hmm. big three. 
And they're the only team to make it to the playoffs like every single year. Yeah. Um, I think outside of power, right? They're like the only two teams, and they just can't like get over that hump. So I want to, I want to see them okay. win one. Okay, Liam, you catching on to any of this stuff yet? <laughs> a little bit. I'm following. I'm hearing some names that I that are familiar. But uh, all right, here's a here's a name that I that I heard you guys talk about. Joe Johnson. What's he doing right now? He's Team USA, <laughs> right? Is 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 he coming back, or is this just is he trying to make a name? himself in the league and the actual NBA or, or what's going on with him? What's the speculation there? Yeah, I mean, you know, we have a, yeah, I mean, we have a saying in the fourth man podcast, right? Is like, if you're playing basketball, Joe Johnson is probably on his way to play with you, right? Like that man <laughs> right. just hoops for a living like 24 seven. So I think the team USA opportunity was a really good opportunity for him to showcase himself. And he's basically said that his, his expectations weren't that going, excuse me, his expectations weren't that He's going to return to the NBA. He wasn't mm-hmm. expecting to get a call, but he was like, if I will, like in the situations, right? Like, absolutely. Why wouldn't I? Right. Um, but it's funny that you say that, you know, we really speculate on that for a while. And Joe Johnson is, you know, unanimously the face of this league, the best player, the MVP, you know, so of course you want to have him back and, you know, you just see the workout regimen that he's in, you know, he's going to put up in another incredible uh, season this summer, but we were like, okay, you know, is he coming back? You know, he played in the TBT last year, you know, when the big three announced they were taking a hiatus and he mm-hmm. had some pretty relative success in that. So we were like, all right, well, maybe oh, he's he just going to go back he to TBT. Did. I remember that. That uh, was super cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool to see him. And he was with a bunch of, it was really like a big three, like team in the TBT. It was Frank mm-hmm. Nitty, who's in the team, Xavier Silas, uh, a bunch of guys. And basically, you know, Joe Johnson came out on the TBT podcast, actually, when they invited him back and he said, I'd love to join the TBT again, but my first allegiance is to the big three. So mm. I'm going to play which for them. Which was crazy because yeah, most crazy, of the people coming yeah. on that podcast are like, oh, yeah, we got a special announcement. We're coming back. And mm-hmm. those dudes asked him over there, and they were all grinning from ear to ear. And he's like, uh, maybe I'll come back. You know? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> and we were over there like, you know, hype a little bit, you know, because we're fans of the TBT. But at the same time, it's like, you know, yeah. keep your enemies closer. You know, yeah, it's it's a fun rivalry, I would say, that we have, like the TBT guys and us, you know. Yeah. Right. So uh, we were pretty hype about that, you know, that his first league. And, like, a lot of guys have been like that. I think, um, you know, Steven Jackson was like that. Okay, so uh, he'll be back. He'll be back then. Yeah. So I it looks a, like – I have a question real quick about this that kind of just popped in. So we see that the, like, the age group of, you know, players getting allowed to play and this keeps dropping, right? It, mm-hmm. it was that, like, you had to have NBA experience. Now you have to be, like, 26 or something. I don't know. You probably know better than I do. But – um. What is this like the avenue? Maybe some players that you know are out of college that didn't really get the NBA experience, a platform for them to maybe you know showcase their skills and maybe get that NBA nod, or is it more you know just casual play? Or or is 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 the big three kind of moving in that direction as like maybe going overseas for a year for like right, or maybe just staying in the big three, or is that not, is that not it at all? You're going to the big three and there's not one guy that's like, Oh hell yeah, I'm staying here for the rest of my life. You know? So (laughs) I mean, that's a, that's a great question. That's something that Will and I have talked about a lot because you know, the age limit has lowered to 22. I mean, we've talked about college seniors potentially coming in this thing and making a name for themselves, you know, instead of going to the G league or overseas, because you know, we, we think not only with Joe, a lot of people, don't realize this, but like Josh Childress and Xavier Silas are two other dudes that have made it to the NBA from this thing. So we think and it's Jeremy legit Pargo. avenue. And yeah. Jeremy Pargo. Yeah, another guy who played for the Warriors last year. So it's a, a legit avenue, we believe. Um, I think there are plenty of guys who are loyal to 
you know, to this league. We've heard Nate Robinson come out and say he never tried to go back to the NBA. Uh, Reggie Evans in a press conference was like, we don't talk about the NBA. This is big three basketball. So there's plenty of guys who are like real loyal to this and are really like looking to stay here and make this league bigger. But I think there's a lot of guys that would take that, you know, what we call the Joe Johnson Avenue route. Why not? I mean, I think with guys coming in at a younger age, I mean, imagine if, Joe is 26 and he just had an MVP season and then comes to the Detroit Pistons. I don't think mm-hmm. that they're cutting him, you know, the last few days of training camp because he was even saying recently on a podcast that he was having trouble adjusting to like, you know, playing five on five, running up and down the court again, which I think is why he's kind of like getting in the shape to even be more ready. But I mean, for a long story short, yes, I do think it's a legit avenue. And I, I think it's something that a lot of players will consider, I think, as the league continues to grow a little bit. I was going to say with that, does that mean that, you know, having that platform for a younger kid, do they need to expand teams? Because they're at 12 right now. Does that just mean, I mean, we see that the big three is gaining some traction from year one to now. Does that just mean the big three just needs to keep growing and growing to, you know. Or do they just remove the next guy that's like the last guy on the team? (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, I'll tell you what, it's really funny, right? When going into the season last year before COVID basically screwed everything up, you know, it really was almost like hitting the reset button. But Anthony and I definitely talked about, you know, we really are reaching a point where you either have to, you know, like Andrew said, expand the rosters or, you know, start just cutting the last guy off or like what you said, Liam, expanding teams because, you know, we were starting to get a look at who are the guys trying out. And especially like there were guys who maybe didn't get drafted or got cut. And we were like, you know, there's definitely like talent that is not getting the opportunity to play in the big three. So I think that's absolutely where we're heading. And I think, to be honest with you, if COVID didn't happen, we probably were looking at some sort of an expansion this season. I mean, I don't know if you agree with me, Anthony. Definitely. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting to see what the player pool looks like uh, this year going into it. Because, you know, the, the cool thing is Anthony and I have really gotten the opportunity to be familiar with a lot of guys that maybe we haven't. Uh, so if so, there's definitely going to be some names, unfortunately, that don't get drafted. And Anthony and I are like, or Anthony and I are going to be like, oh, my God, like that guy maybe a year ago or two years ago would have absolutely been on the team, you know, round one or maybe even like round two. And now this whole thing that they really threw a complete uh, curveball is they have open tryouts. So they have open public tryouts. So anybody can come. I've had guys messaging me that either played, you know, maybe D2, D3, or like, you know, uh, some, some, you know, somewhere or whatever, just even like street guys, I guess, who are like, I'm trying to play and try out for this thing. So, you know, we haven't seen that implemented yet. We don't know if there's going to be a guy who, doesn't have any pro or college experience who just walks on from somewhere and just lights it up and then makes it on a team that's yet to happen. But if that happens, you know, I don't know, man, I agree with you two guys. You know, we're definitely heading towards some sort of expansion because the talent pool is just getting way too deep. I mean, and just to expand on that too, I mean, with those open tryouts, I mean, that's not just including street guys. What about one of our guys uh, that we've had on, you've had on as well, uh, big uh, Nashville presence and uh, uh, Derek Byers. Um, DB, baby. Yeah, he, uh, you know, kind of used this as, you know, a continuation of his career as well, you know, after not getting, you know, the nod in the NBA and, you know, playing overseas for so many years. Um, what do you, what's your thoughts on him and how does he kind of contribute to the, like the older community in the big three per se? To be real, I feel like Byers doesn't give enough credit in the big three. Yeah. I mean, there's well, that's not a what lot of- he was kind of saying. One of his quotes that we took away from the interview was like, man, I've been here since it started, but I mm-hmm. haven't 
I've never been a captain, you know? And so when we were asking him, we were like, okay, so what's the next steps for Derek Byers? And he's like, man, you know, if they'll have me back, I'll come back. He wasn't like, man, if they go, you know, I'll do it. I'll do it again. So it just kind of <laughs> right, seemed right. like, yeah, sorry. Just, try to interrupt, but yeah. No, no. I mean, like he's exactly right. He doesn't get enough credit. I mean, I, th- I think I went through this list a while back, but I think there's like eight to 10 players who have played every single season. And then I think out of that group, there's like maybe one or two that have never been a captain or co-captain. And Derek Byers is one of them. I mean, to be even be able to get selected every year, picked up every year is a testament to how well he's been able to play. I mean, there's games where we've seen him get a real opportunity and he lights it up. Uh, I would say for like, there's times where I saw him at for ball hogs year one trilogy year two, before he was traded uh, or when he was traded that, that he really lit it up. So I think that, you know, I think what we've seen in the big three, I mean, at least through, the few drafts that they have is that every team wants some kind of big three bet on their team. Uh, like mm-hmm. everybody has at least somebody's played in the big three. I would say, yeah, everybody, right? Because Bivlack even yeah. had Dion De- Glover there. So I think and, and that Dion that, told us that he was brought in specifically for that reason. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I think that what Byers brings is experience and any someone that you can rely on to do uh, some of the intangibles and and mm-hmm. be a scoring presence if you needed to. You can do a little bit of everything. So you know. I hope some team is smart enough to bring him back and draft him. But again, it could be a situation where he's picked up later in the year. There's tons of injuries in the big three with some of the guys being older. So there's a draft for the big three every single year, just like any other draft. And then Mm -hmm. is there like a trade deadline too? Or is it just like, (laughs) hey, we're dropping you and we're picking you up? Yeah, so so the draft is funny because um, the reason why I feel like this has been such an accelerated process of like this draft pool deepening is that Every team reshuffles. So the reason that you're made a captain, a co-captain, significance of that is the captain is basically like the head of the team. So he's mm. your general manager. He's working with the coach to draft the team and, you know, mm. figure everything out. He's choosing cool. his co-captains. And a co-captain is basically just like, I'm going to grab this guy from the talent pool. He is no longer eligible to be drafted. And he's with me until either I say so or he says so. Everybody else, so you have guys like, Mario Chalmers, uh, you know, Quinn Richardson, sort of these big names, but they, they're going to switch teams. So we see a lot of moving around. So like, for instance, right. So with trilogy, so David Hawkins comes in season two, um, or he actually was there season one, but he really explodes onto the scene season two. He's drafted by tri-state. And then in the off season trilogy names him a co-captain. Cause they're like, we don't even want you to go through the draft process. Like you're, you're sticking with us. Right. Um, so it really does get reshuffled a lot. And so there's definitely, there's a lot of guys like even like Derek Byers, like going back to what he said, where a team is really has to make a commitment to their captains where like, they're going to stick with them. So even if like somebody has like a little doubt or even if like, so for instance, a co-captain could be like an outside guy. So if a captain's like, you know, Oh, I might have the opportunity to get like a Michael Beasley or a Zach Randolph. I don't know what's like, going on, but I love this right now. <laughs> There's a, there's a ton of stuff. Like there's a ton of different ways. This is why like really like I it's interesting. I'm so fascinating. It is. It is. I'm loving it. There's so many different avenues you could go, right? Like okay. They'll they'll be guys who be like they'll be named to a co-captain or even in like the draft, they'll be picked up and we're like, "Where did you find this guy?" And like mm-hmm. it'll be like, "Oh, I played with this guy for two seasons in Japan <laughs> and I got his number and I was like, if I ever get the chance to play you again, I will." And then I called him and then now he's in the draft, you know, and you're like, like, where'd you find these guys? And it's all right. like overseas. So and he then, just gets to skip the whole draft process then. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, so like Frank Nitty was a, a prime example process. of that. Yeah. He was okay. supposed to be, he was supposed to be in the uh, draft pool there. And Stack was like, 
he was supposed to have Al Harrington and Metal World Peace and both of them backed out. So he was like, screw it. I'm going to pick up Frank Nitti as my co-captain and make sure I get somebody I want. But just to make it even more confusing, I mean, what's crazy is while all the teams are getting shuffled, the team that wins it all doesn't have to change a thing. Yes. And the okay. team that's the runner-up only gets to make one draft pick in the third round. Like they can, I guess, what they call renounce the rights to some of those dudes that aren't captains and co-captains. But essentially, like the benefit of winning it all, or at least coming to the championship game, is you get to keep your core, okay. whereas other teams are switching around. I think that's they, almost appealing to the the viewer. You know, you know, I I know when I was little, I would always do like on two K. You know the the fantasy drafts mm-hmm. and get mm-hmm. who I want on my team. It's almost mm-hmm. like that in real life for this kind of the big three in the league. I think that's almost appealing as a viewer. Be like, well, we'll see where you know who's not next up and that sort of sense. So that's why I, sure. I mean I find well, that very. What about what if the guys? I, I don't know. Are, do they want to ever switch it up after that the next year? Like, what if they were like, I don't know about you anymore. <laughs> like, you all so, right? <laughs> so the funny part is like. As much as you guys are confused, I think players are just as confused. Like, oh, I would say that there's not a lot of people that, like, know the ins and outs like Will and I do just mm-hmm. because we're, we're so ingrained with this. I mean, like, for instance, I was uh, – there was a post today that Don uh, Will made and Dante Green responded to, who's a player for Killer Threes. Killer Threes co-captains last year were Frank Nitty and Josh Powell. And mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, we got to grab somebody. And in his instance, yeah, he – he's going to be on that team because they only have to get rid of one person. They were the runner up, but like right. for any other person that said that, we're like, no dog, you're going to be back in the draft pool. Like there is no, there is no well, us. That's funny. Okay. You said that Anthony, I actually have like a, even like funnier example of that mm. today, actually. So someone actually like DM me that post. I won't say who, but it was like a, it was a big three player and he was, or I tweeted something about trilogy. I was like, our trilogy, your championship favorites. Now that like they have Zach Randall and somebody DM me and they were like, they ain't winning shit or whatever like talking mad <laughs> trash but i'm like dude like you're in the draft like what if they draft you uh, and he right. goes yeah then then they'll win <laughs> right right it's <laughs> right. like all right like you know so it's very interesting and that's definitely something that i could see you know being changed or amended a little bit because i think people really start to form like these bonds you know mm-hmm. like with the teams that they play with and they're like i don't want to leave Right. You know, from like, the like the viewer yeah. standpoint, it is exciting to like see those that you know the the fantasy draft essentially every year. Like I like that right. about the team that we get to see too. different guys on different teams rocking different jerseys. You know, right. I like it. Okay, okay. All right, so <laughs> let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> this is no, why this is why we have a weekly podcast dedicated to this. Yeah, <laughs> break it down slowly. You know. <laughs> All right, so what? So with the whole Swaggy P thing, I'm just gonna reverse it real quick. <laughs> but it was so he just got what was so why he's never been in the big three before, but somebody somebody was a co-captain was Arenas the co-captain and so said, so okay. yeah so Gil was the captain right okay so okay, it's okay. so let me let me start all this out by saying like COVID affected a lot of this right mm-hmm. so it's not a given who's gonna be back and who's not gonna be back right so. That is going to change my perception on this a little bit. And let me explain why. And then maybe I'll do it. Uh, so Gilbert was named captain. Gilbert decides, I don't want to do this anymore. I'd rather coach. Mm-hmm. So he's going to coach the team. So as captain, uh, you get to pick the players. You're really, you know, it's up to you. You're, gotcha, you're, gotcha. you're the head of this. If you want to include the head coach or a specific co-captain, which we've seen on other teams in the decision-making process, like good for you, but that's mm-hmm. a, entirely your decision. So Gilbert Arenas came to Nick Young and was like, 
I'll let you be the captain. And Swaggy P was like, all right, well, I want to choose my co-captain. I want to choose four out of the three players. So basically him saying like, four, in the dra- like yeah, four out of seven. So in the draft, like I want to choose four. You'll get the so other there's three. seven rounds in the draft. No, there's, there's three rounds, there's but three he'll rounds. get a chance to pick his co-captain. So he's like, let me pick the co-captains and I want to pick two of the three draft picks. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. Um, so the confusing thing with that is that like enemies did have a co-captain in Perry Jones. Um, so where is he in all of this? I'm not too sure. You can make the assumption that, oh, maybe just because of COVID and, you know, year past, he decides he's not coming back. But, you know, we don't know. Right. right? So for right now, it's just Gilbert Reams basically gave Nick Young, like, like the keys to the, to the car. You know, he's right. like, you, this is your team. Do whatever you want with it. Right. So say if the – can the captain – Fire the head coach? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We've oh, seen that. that's yes. nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've, yeah we, no, we've seen that. We've seen that. Yeah. We, yeah. We've already seen that happen. Which is what? Crazy. What happened? What happened? Did the guy get pissed? That? What does the coach do? I mean, if the captain is the general manager and he's also probably the the best player, or whatever, on the floor, he gets pissed at the coach. He's like, "Now nah, you got to go." But what does the coach actually do? Just sub. I mean, I mean, the, the coach coaches, but like, here's the thing: it's how seriously. They take it when they, you know, when they come into this role, like, mm-hmm. right. So Lisa Leslie came in here. She was drawing up game plans because they only have like a short practice the day before. They're playing weekly. Right. So Lisa Leslie comes in with, uh, you know, analysis, reports on, on the other team, you know, p- different plays that she might draw up throughout the game. Whereas mm-hmm. other other coaches might come in and be like, all right, we're going to do like maybe this and this, like, but pretty much just do your thing. So it's really like how the, the captain and the coach mesh, like, you know, within Aliens, we saw Tiny Archibald one season in and he's gone. Like they weren't the worst team, you know, they weren't the best team, but I guess him and the, the captain Andre Owens just didn't mesh. Like they just, you know, maybe he had other plans for somebody else. And turns out it was Mike Bibby. He was just cool with Mike Bibby and Mike Bibby's moving over to the coaching ring. So it's just really how they mesh, but it's also, you know, how the coach comes in and like, you know, takes it, you know, some people maybe aren't as serious and other people are incredibly serious about it. That really shows how much that, that league really cares about the players then. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, right. it's, it's no, a total like. For it, it's sure. almost the opposite of the NBA because you know, <laughs> yeah, the NBA is such a political universe now. But like, they always talk about LeBron's like, well, we need the owners to step up and say this now. We need everyone else. It sounds like the big three and Ice Cube is more of more on the player side than the coach side. If the player pretty much has all the credibility <laughs> in the whole team, right? So no doubt. All right, let's talk about um, just this season then, right? So there was a hiatus, obviously, last year, bubble-like. Uh, is there going to – we're talking about the draft. Has there been a draft yet? And then with this season going to continue in season four, what does that look like for the big three? Yeah, so so no draft yet. The draft usually takes place about – I'd say about like three months before the season starts. Um you know, so we're still waiting on word about when all that's going to take place. I mean, at this point, we've basically got confirmation. I mean, just basing off of the way that people are behaving and just the language that you're seeing coming out of the players and the organization itself, it looks like the expectation is this thing's going to happen, mm-hmm. uh, which is very good because for the longest time, it really was just a bunch <laughs> of like speculation and a bunch of mm-hmm. what ifs. But now we're really starting to get into like the concrete, like, okay. Teams are joining. Like, I'm sure Gilbert Arenas doesn't offer Swaggy P a role if there's mm. any doubt in his mind that this thing's happening. Right, right. Um, so, you know, so basically, you know, it's going to be a bubble. You know, it's probably going to be in a city that's going to allow a lot of fans, right? So you're looking at, like, the Arizonas, the Texas, the Floridas. And, you know, 
but the actual scheduling of what this year, what this season's calendar is going to look like is still, you know, TBD. Okay. Yeah. So bubble like environment then just yes. one place for these. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. But allowing fans. So I don't know how, like, you know, what the strict policies are going to be or protocols, anything like Here's that. Here's another thing that I think I saw with some of the guys saying, well, how, how long is the season? Uh, ten, they play 10 games. So, or 10 weeks. And I think one okay, of those is about so two and a half months. Yeah, yeah. Just about, yeah. Okay. And I think I saw how some guys were like, well, man, I don't want to feed, I don't want to leave my family for two and a half months if they're in a bubble like environment. Or, or what's what's the leeway around that? If what, 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 what are they doing to convince those guys to be like, oh, well, no, you can do this, you can do that. You, you still got to get tested probably like every day. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's a good question. I mean, I would say the big incentive is that these dudes are getting paid one, like they're getting paid pretty good money. That's the difference between like this and like the TBT where not everyone's guaranteed payment. Mm -hmm. um, but we have, I mean, you know, last year we saw Dwayne Wade, his biggest thing for not doing the TBT with the Marquette alumni team was you want to be in a bubble. And I think just in our, the new way we're living, that's something you can't control. You just got to let people be. And if they don't want to be in this bubble life, you know, you can't force them to, you know, mm -hmm. I think that's the thing now is that like we're allowing people to make you know judgment calls for themselves based on everything that's going on so uh convincing wise i mean like hey you can be like gilbert arenas be like i'm giving you the team dog and you, here's my paycheck as well on top of the one you're getting so right. there's different ways i'm sure you can convince but i think that for the most part a lot of people aren't like you know too against it i think if they right. want to hoop they'll, they'll hoop i think okay. the biggest thing that we're going to see this season to sort of combat that and i think it's the simplest solution is we're probably just going to have a condensed season. Mm -hmm. So, like, right now, guys are only playing once a week. And, you know, we've talked to guys, and, you know, it's funny. The whole thing was like, oh, well, you only got to play once a week, so, like, you know, for your body. But then we had guys, like, last season that would play in the big three and then the Drew League and then, mm -hmm. you know, something else. So we were like, all right, so you guys can play multiple times a week. So I think we're just going to see, instead of a 10-game season, uh, 10-week season, maybe a five week, you know, maybe even a three week, if you're really like, you know, going to play three games a week or something like that. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's definitely going to be interesting. You know, does, is that a deal breaker for some people? We don't know. Um, but I think, you know, the sentiment right now, which, which is what I think like Mike told us on the last episode is like, you know, these guys want to play, right. So the guys who are going to be there to hoop and who are going to give it their all, you know, they're, they're going to be there regardless. So, and those right. are really the people who at this point you want, you know, right. those, those are the people that I'm really most concerned about, you know, yeah. the people who are going to be lackadaisical and like, oh, you know, I'll just do it because it's a one week thing. Like, all right, well, then maybe, you know, maybe we'll see you next season then because this one is, is going to be a bit different. I guess looking at it on the other side of the guys who are saying, oh, I'm not easily convinced of probably the older guys. They have their own families and stuff. But right. now that they're allowing these younger dudes to come in, this might be an opportunity for them for like, yeah, I got to do something. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, this is this is it right here. I got to do it no matter what. They got to do it now, too. Yeah, so. for sure. And, well, and I think, you know, for a lot of players that we've talked to, the biggest, you know, or I should say the most convincing thing is that they get to play stateside because a lot of these dudes play overseas. Their kids don't get to watch them play. They don't get to be with their families for long periods of time. They come to the big three and they're like, oh, yeah, we get to play here every summer. We get to play once a week, maybe twice a week. That's cool. Like I get, get to, to hang out with Ice Cube, too. Come yeah, on, now. right. Like you get to hang with all your homies and stuff and you got Ice Cube and whatever celebrities are coming through. So I think that's another convincing, you know, uh, proposition is that, hey, you get to play stateside and your family gets to be there and whatnot, whereas you could be in another country playing just for money, but you're probably alone. Let me ask you this question. Since 
the NBA had this thing, and I'm still a little confused about it, their G League draft. And I don't know, Liam, if that was because of COVID or if they're just starting to do that now. We see Schofield out of Tennessee went first in that draft, but he was picked up by the Wizards last year in the second round. Is there is there any competitive edge between a guy that's coming out of college saying, ah, well, you know, let me try to go to the G League and get drafted, or should I go to the big threes? Did they do that on purpose, or did do you think the NBA just did that to just be like make it easier for guys to come in and make a name for themselves? Or yeah, everyone's trying to just keep up with everything. I feel like TikTok, yeah. Instagram. When you look at social platforms, like oh, we're kind of all doing the same thing now. So I don't know if that's. I don't know. I, I don't know what convincing wise is like what's better for a player. I guess obviously it just depends on who the player is, but yeah, I think everything's situational. I, I would say too, that, you know, we see with a lot of leagues that there's a lot of different avenues that are, they're trying to create because as the years go on, we have, you know, a plethora of guys who are extremely good that just aren't getting the opportunity. So I think in a sense, like one is that, but two, you can see the NBA kind of shifting to, potential and younger guys, you know, over vets and stuff, you know, like think about the Warriors, their oldest guys, Steph Curry at 32, where, you know, back in the day, they used to have 37 to 39 year olds just to kind of play that Udonis Haslam role a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I think we're seeing less and less of that. And that's kind of the reason for these other avenues. But I would say the advantage, I mean, like, yeah, you get paid a lot in the, the G League, but you're playing with a lot of guys who are, are not proven, don't have the NBA experience right. necessarily. Whereas a big three, you got your coaches that are Hall of Famers and you got right. players within the game that have tons of experience and tons of accolades from the NBA. So I would say that that's maybe the advantage. Um, and then like even something like over the TBT, again, you're getting paid for sure, guaranteed money. Right. Um, but I think there's a lot of you know pros and cons. I'd say, and on top of that too, there might be more teams in the G League. But like you were saying, everyone's trying to fight for a spot. Guys are just trying to shoot up jump jumpers and make everything <laughs> one for sure. But if there's only 12 teams, right, and in, in the uh, the big three, and you get to play on one of those teams, and I feel like a lot more eyes are on you. Oh no doubt. I think that's a good point you, too. Yeah, especially yeah. If you I do mean, well. you know, if you're listen, I'll tell you what. If you're a kid coming out of college and your the expectation is that you're going to make it to the NBA. I'm always going to say, you know, choose a G League, right? You get in a team scouting system. You're, you know, you're practicing five v five. You get an NBA style ball. But if you're somebody that's just, you know, really just trying to gain some traction, either to make it to the NBA for the first time or make it back to the NBA, you know, like you just said, you know, you're on national television. It's three v three. It's half court, so it's a little different. But you're playing against established, you know, NBA names. And, you know, let's say you get picked up by a team like Tri-State, right, where Dr. J is your coach. You don't think Dr. J has connections? Right. You, you don't That's think Dr. Sick. J is in the ear of some people and like, hey, listen, I just picked up this kid from, you know, this mid-major somewhere, and he right. was playing against, you know, the Joe Johnsons and the Swaggy Peas or whatever, guys who we've seen produce in the NBA. Even and, the younger coaches, you know, like Stack and Bibby, yeah. those, those guys, you know, probably have a ton of connections. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know, listen, you know, I just think it's definitely – you know, is it at the level of a G League yet? I don't think so, you know, but, you know, for some guys going overseas, I would argue that it's probably it might be more beneficial than going overseas mm-hmm. for some people, depending on their, you know, on your situation. You know, I'll never say don't go to like, you know, a China where they get paid millions of dollars or, you know, even like a, like a, we've seen like Shane Yark, excuse me, uh, Shane Larkin in the Euro League, right? And he's mm-hmm. just dominating, but even Shane Larkin, I haven't, he, for as good as he's playing, I haven't heard anybody you know, even rumored to take a flyer on Shane Larkin and he's like dominating Europe right now. Right. So, you know, yeah. So I wonder if like a Mike James or Shane Larkin, if you just 
come back to the United States and, you know, you're playing on national television, you're just sort of in the forefront of people's minds more. I don't know. Maybe you get a, maybe you get a bite. I'm not too sure, but you know, it can't hurt. Right. Right. Um, kind of wrap this up a little bit. I'm going to ask player to watch and team to watch for this upcoming season. If you had to pick one player to watch and team to watch, what is it? Who, who you got? Mm. Mm. Anthony knows what I'm going to say. I'm going to let you say it first. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Will. Uh, you start I, we, it's like this recurring joke that we have basically is uh, Will Bynum's team, Bivouac, that I'm like, they've been my sleeper team basically for two years. It's Will Bynum, Josh Smith, and Mo Spates. I think they they were supposed to make the playoffs uh, last season, or I should say 2019, as an expansion team, um, but they ended up losing the last week to a winless ball hogs team with Brian Scalabrini. So that was, so minus that just complete and utter meltdown, uh, they should have been in the playoffs, which, you know, then anything's possible. So I think, you know, I don't think they're going to make that same mistake twice. So I think Bivouac, Will Bynum, those are, those. I'm going to couple that a little bit. So Will Bynum is my player to watch. I think if it wasn't for Joe Johnson being so dominant, we'd be talking about him as one of the faces of the league, but he sort of got overshadowed a little bit by the success that Joe Johnson had. So I'm going to say Will Bynum is my player to watch. I'm going to say Bivouac's my team to watch. Uh, Anthony? I like it. Yeah, I think my team to watch is probably Trilogy just because they're adding a, a former captain. into it. He's going into a coaching role, which we've seen a couple times already. I think he's going to be a good coach there. But on top of that, you add Zebo, You get James White, who was a defensive player of the year, year one. David Hawkins, who was an MVP candidate year two. And I think there's, you know, they're arguably the best captain uh, trio right now so I think that's my team to watch to see if they can get back to the playoffs they've had a little bit of a tough time since year one my player to watch ooh, um, I really want to say like someone who's not in the league yet but I, I think I'll couple it too because I am excited to see Zebo again I, I think that's going to be fun to, I think he's like the perfect player and fits the style of what the big three's doing mm-hmm. just back to the basket post-up game and I think he's going to be a monster presence so Zebo trilogy that's what I got I feel like I just got schooled for an hour. Will and Anthony, we appreciate you guys coming on. It's long overdue, so thanks for talking to the boys. And um, I guess for the people that want to follow you guys, where can they do that on social media? Yeah, at Fourth Man Pod is pretty much all the social media. At Big Three News, that's in three instead of an E on the news part there. And then yeah. you can also find us on YouTube.com slash Fourth Man Pod. And of course, on nothing but net dash radio there. Yes, sir. As well on Saturdays. So, yes, sir. Well, cool deal. Appreciate well, you guys coming on for sure. Yeah, I go check them out, man. Thank and we'll you, talk man. to you guys soon. All right. You guys take care. Absolutely. Take Sounds care. Good. Appreciate it. See you, boys. Will and Anthony, Fourth Man Pod, Big Three Podcasts. Uh, like we were saying at the beginning, you know, our friends over at Dash Radio, go check them out on all streaming and social platforms. Uh, Liam, I feel like I just went to class for an hour on a Sunday, got schooled, half the names they were talking about. I I didn't know what they were talking about, but I loved it. And uh, it, it honestly made me a little bit more interested in just watching the big three this year. I, I'm probably going to watch a lot of it, honestly. It's is, it is just really intriguing to see see what they got going on. And um, new, new season this, you know, starting in a couple of months. So I'm super excited. Right. I mean, obviously you got your big names like Joe Johnson and, you know, Amari Stoudemire, Zebo, our boy from Memphis. Uh, but there was a lot of no- names that I, you know, didn't recognize off the top of my head. And I'm be honest, I didn't watch any of the big three the last couple of years. Uh, I mean, I would catch highlights, you know, if they were on, you know, ESPN or something. But knowing the background and kind of how the, the league started, 
honestly, I, I'm almost, you know, I'm really intrigued. I like the whole draft, you know, how they do the draft and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's just another form of basketball to watch, right? I love right. basketball. I, I, I watched a couple of the games, but it's kind of nuts how the captain can just say, I'm going to fire the coach, <laughs> right? That's kind of that's kind of crazy. Then Swaggy P coming in. So, obviously, there is going to be a season. There'll probably be a bubble. What was the biggest thing that you took away from that? For me, it was just maybe talking about the guys coming out of college um, that either they think they have a chance at the NBA, they don't know, like some of those mid-major guys. We kind of talked about, a little bit about um, – a little bit about it with Garrison, but if they would choose the route or the avenue of going to the G League and trying to get drafted this year because they changed that whole thing up. I don't know what's really going on there with the G League draft. Or if they would try to make this 12-team slot and have more eyes on them with more connections. I just don't right. know. I mean, I do I do think that's interesting, and I think that's another, like we kind of mentioned in the interview, just was the just the avenues that these players that these young players can take now that, you know, you can go overseas, like you mentioned, or you can, you know, try the G league, or you could, you know, join this big three league. Um, but for me, it, my most interesting part was just seeing the continuation of, you know, the older players that maybe not, you know, can stand up playing five on five full court in the NBA, but mm -hmm. they can still hoop, you know, and breaking the, yeah. the court down to half court and not as much running really will and ultimately, you know, extend their careers longer and longer. And I mean, like they mentioned, we, you got people in there that are like 50 years old, still, you know, performing at a high level. Right. So that's just kind of the most interesting thing that I kind of brought it or took away um, from this, but it was cool. It was cool to, you know, hear them talk about it. They're so passionate about it, which is crazy, yeah. you know, but, I love it, you know, and those are, you know, our boys. I guess with that, we, with that, this week's episode is going to come to a wrap. But if you enjoyed the episode, please, again, give us a good review, five-star rating, subscribe. And most importantly, Mr. Hey, Pleasanton. Share with your mom. Get your damn merch. Exactly. But if you want to keep up with us daily, go follow us on all social media platforms at Man to Man Podcast. If you don't have anything else, I'm a namaste. I'm out of here. Can I namaste him out namaste. of here? Hey, you can namaste him, brother. Go ahead. All right. Well, namaste you guys out here. Namaste to you guys. Namaste. namaste. Pace and nation, baby. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>